This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome to the most. If you're watching, if you're in the chat, you already know the horrible news. The show that we love the most is being sunsetted. It's going to a big farm upstate with other podcasts where it can run and play. Uh, yeah, we have a uh, sorry, allegedly. folks. We've got allegedly. Unless, unless something unless something drastic happens was what Some, the note we were given. <laughs> yeah, unless unless something incredible happens, meaning like. We get 20,000 more people downloading this podcast between <laughs> right. now and sometime in March. Uh, then... So just a, just a quick grassroots campaign over the next six <laughs> weeks. I also need to lose between 50 and 60 pounds in that same window. So uh, two reasonable goals that are just set up for success for me personally. Uh, Drew, can I interest you in some meth? Yeah. Maybe uh, <laughs> I, I can get you to that weight. Uh, you, know, you might not like the way you get there, but right. we can get there. The, uh, the journey will be hard, but you will be successful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How how uh, attached you are you to your teeth? Right. Yeah. Are you uh, are you you know you lose a lot of tooth weight? Or are you good with them just coming right out? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Andrew, you need. To, oh yeah, you are, and then me, and then I. Right. Of course, we'll do the We've whole done like, this formalities. Hello, welcome to the most. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Rosas. And I'm the other one, Drew Saplin. And today on the show, we have Chris Damaris and Brian Gar. Hello. Chris, this, yeah. is your, this is your second time on the show, and I made a rule early on in the show that you were never allowed on the show. And that's why it's getting sunset. And that's, yeah, you... I, uh, you broke the core <laughs> tenet of the show. <laughs> uh, twice. Yeah. yeah. Had, I, had I only done it once... Uh, no problem. But the fact that I said no Chris's and then Chris showed up twice, uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, and I think that was the, the only reason we didn't want you on the show was because you're the only person the most followed on Twitter <laughs> that hadn't been on the show. Like you managed to weasel your way into Andrew's heart enough that Andrew just assumed you had been <laughs> on the show. I think I was um, just like, I was following people because like I set up the account and I was like following people. And then for some reason, weirdly, yeah, you were the only one that I had followed that hadn't been a guest on the show before. And then so it was just like, now never. He will never be on the show, but now you're back for the second time. And that's, you're absolutely right. It's because we broke a very core tenet of the program. Um, there, that, there, uh, were, there were two rules, no Chris's and no beanies. And we're breaking both today. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to let you down. Sure. Yeah, no, it's okay. It'll, it'll, it'll be all right. Um, no, but I, you know, th this being the lack last run of shows, uh, not to get all sappy, but thank you all so much for watching the show. The people who are out there who are either listening to this later or right now in chat. Really love you. Really appreciate you. Because this has been a lot of fun. And it, I wish we could keep doing it. That's if right. Don't ideas, don't punish the people who did show up. That's the first that's right. thing exactly. I learned in stand-up. Yeah, don't, you do, don't get if, mad at the 10 people there. If you exactly. do have ideas for what we should do for our last six shows that don't involve like severe celebrity reach out, um, let us know. Um, some ideas we've had already were potentially a mom episode where we have our moms on. <laughs> I think that yeah. would be a fine idea. And then, uh, oh, I think one of the episodes, I will be taking questions. I think that was the other. Those are the only two ideas that we've uh, cracked thus far. That should be the last um, yeah. one. 
I think that should so. be the last one. Yeah. Um, I, I very sage advice, uh, Brian, uh, from, from doing stand up. It's like, I have seen so many bad comedians be mad at the people who did show up to like a very low attended show, just like shit on the, like, like, wait, why are you guys like, I know you're upset that like, not a lot of people came to this comedy show. Why are you punishing the people that did come? But that's, but that's so, to be clear, that's different than when you have like a, a, a Pittsburgh audience, right? Like, uh, What's his name uh, from the Man- from the Mandalorian that didn't want to- the Boston? You're guy thinking of Bill Bill Burr and the Philadelphia Bill, show. Bill Burr, yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's what I. And mean. he yeah, just turned you, on him. Yeah, yeah. I well, as one of those bad comedians who has definitely turned on. <laughs> oh no! The, yeah, yeah. The, the eight people who showed up to my late Saturday show. Because when you think about it, the person to blame is you. Like if you had been a better <laughs> yeah, draw. Just- there would You're be more than eight team. Yeah, if you had been a better job, there wouldn't be eight people there. So you're mad at yourself, but like everybody, you know, you want to lash out and sort of blame whoever. But, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it's just human nature, and uh, I I'm still do that to this day. So if you come to one of my shows, you better pray to God there's more than eight of you because I will blame you, and it will be weird and uncomfortable. What's the go-to blaming joke? What is it? What does it look like to blame an audience? Well, that's the thing. It's not really a joke. It's just sort of grousing <laughs> on stage about, oh God, whoa, nobody in the front row. Boy, my career is going great, you know, and, and just all this and and, and like. Meanwhile, everyone immediately regrets their decision to come there. You just because... convinced all those eight people to never show up again. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> next I... time it's going to be zero people who come out. Because I feel yeah. like going, I've never been to a live comedy show. I've never done it. Um, and I feel like it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, no, I've been to one. I've been to the Rooster Teeth one at RTX, I think. And I feel like it's a crapshoot, though. So, like, it's a big risk for me to go out unless it's a guaranteed thing. Yeah. I've been to Eddie Izzard. Yeah. So, I've been to a few. Okay. Uh, but, like, a sure bet of, like, I'm going to giggle at least at this thing. So, to go to, like, a show that you feel is not going to be well attended. I feel, and then, and then to show up and then have the, the comedian turn on you. Oh, I'd be yeah. done forever. That'd be the last time I'd go. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, it's like, do you, do you go to, yeah. Are you the kind of person who goes to see just some sort of random local band? Or are you just going to go to Taylor Swift? Like, right. you know, are you I, right? Does there that, is does that, does that metaphor transfer into, I guess, metaphor, does that like simile transfer? transfer into the comedy scene is it like oh like oh my friend's a garage comedian he does uh he does a lot of underground shows i i uh, think that's where the word local does a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> <laughs> I, there is a middle ground um and i've experienced this where uh i was like this coffee shop is packed you know full of just people working um pretty close to campus so probably a lot of students but you know people coffee shop people working eating uh studying and then randomly like it wasn't a stage but they started doing a a open night stand-up in the corner (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like wait what's going on right now at this crowded coffee shop full of people studying and working there's now stand-up and I was like, I guess I'm an audience attendee now. And it was packed, packed, packed audience, oh, thought, but no one I was there for, sure, for, for stand up. Sure you were like, I guess I'm a stand up comedian no. now. And then did a, <laughs> no, did no, it's just five. like, <laughs> but it, it, it was a, it, it was a, 
it was like somehow the they tr tricked people into showing up because <laughs> it was like come here and do some work <laughs> and have some laughs yeah it's like the, it's the comedy equivalent of those kids in new york who just start dancing on the subway or start yeah. a show like well there's sure. a lot of people right and you, right. And you can't like, go I anywhere I don't even think it's the dancing equivalent. It's the kids who sell the Rice Krispie treats on the subway. It's just the, like, <laughs> yeah. Give me a dollar for this little treat. Yeah. Being, uh, there are a few things that that uh, go go down less smooth than being ambushed by comedy. <laughs> like, there's, it's like, you, you absolutely need to know. <laughs> there's, oh, no. Like comedy and it had like gone well like or yeah. had like been like overjoyed like oh finally like I, I was i was hoping something would break up the monotony of this conversation at a bar with my friend thank god <laughs> thank god some comedy broke out in the corner over a loud pa that happened to us at a the, we did a, a stand up one time at a pizza place in austin and it was the same kind of thing. People are enjoying pizza. So like the best meal you can have, and we're going to interrupt that. And the only people who are excited <laughs> that comedy is happening are like dudes who are 100% gonna heckle you, who like right. wanna be involved somehow. Hecklers only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, hecklers have always been such a strange phenomenon to me. I don't, is there any do you understand hecklers at all or do you ever get like a good sense of who those people are in real life like because to me i couldn't think of anything I, like it's a, it's stand-up comedy is a performance and then it's like to be heckled is part of it sometimes but not it's the weirdest thing to me about stand-up comedy is Can the I... hecklers there's no other version of a heckler across any other like live entertainment can i give a guess or my my thought Sure. Sure. Yeah, of it's course you can give your opinion, Chris. <laughs> it's the kids who uh, they peaked in middle school when they were the guy who would like say the annoying thing to interrupt class. Got it. But not funny. Just like, you know, interrupt the teacher. Just like be obnoxious. And it's like, that was good. I could do that again. I could, I could yes. have that high <laughs> one more time. Like, who I'm embarrassed because I was definitely that kid. One hundred percent. There's only two paths. One thousand percent. It's it, it is such a it is such a, like a super villain origin story. Like every standard comedian was that kid in middle school, but then your path diverged, and then you either become a heckler or become a standard comedian. Yeah, I think it's. Middle I, I think Chris is right, and I think at heart it's somebody who wants that attention, who who secretly just sort of wants to be up there, like trying it. But I, I it is weird. It's just, it's one of those things. It just kind of comes with the job sometimes. Like if you're uh, like a pro wrestler, sometimes a fan is just going to jump in the ring, and sure. so, and you just have to like beat them up. Yeah, you just and that's just it's it's not like the main part of the job, but it's just like a side thing. It's a it's an occupation. Yeah. Has there ever been a time? I guess Brian, Andrew, you've done stand up a fair amount. Chris, have you done a fair amount of stand up? Mm -hmm. Or no? Okay, I've I've only done it once I... for public access television. It went poorly. It was in college. <laughs> um, I think Chris, I think you might have been in the audience for it. Um, but has there ever been a time where you dealt with a heckler? Like a heckler did a good job. Like uh, like a heckler got a laugh or a heckler like was supported by the, because that's the thing that trips me up is like, when you 
when you want that attention, there is no positive attention. There's only stuff on me attention. It's only negative attention hmm. that you're getting as a heckler. So it's like, as soon as you open your mouth, you're, has there ever been an example of somebody heckling him? Like the crowd being like, good job. Winning good him heckle. over being like, this yeah. guy should be this, on stage. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that I only had a, I, I've had, I've had hecklers who were like aggressive a, a couple of times. It's not very rare, but like, I remember one time a guy kind of heckled me and I kind of topped him. And then he came up afterward <laughs> and he was like, in England, we have wo a word for people like you. It's called cunt. And I was like, well, we have that word here too. Great news. <laughs> and, my and my friend kind of very gracefully separated us. Uh, but uh, um, this, this the only like you almost got in a fight and then told it like like a like a, a small time disagreement. Just yeah, like... he was he was divorced and I kept like and once that came up, I just started hammering him on that, and so it kind of humiliated him because the crowd sure. like turned on him because you can't win. The only time I had a heckler situation go like really bad was the other kind of heckler is just somebody who won't shut up. And it's mm -hmm. like, they just, and it's like, they're not really trying, they don't realize, I think, the the impact they're having. And it was this woman who who didn't shut up. And so I, I engaged with her and I was kind of trying to like bust, you know, just trying to, and so I started asking her about herself. What do you do? Well, I'm a nurse. Oh, uh, you know, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to go for the kill shot here. Like in my mind, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, and so I was like, well, what's the worst part about your job? And uh, she goes, well, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's uh, holding patients when they're about to die and they uh, pass away. And it just like, it was so like, it just killed the room. You know, it's like all of a sudden <laughs> right. yeah. she became Literally, a sympathetic. Yeah. And so the move there in hindsight would, would to be like, oh, uh, you know what? Give her a hand. She's a real here, you know, just to like right. get on her side. I did not go that route. I went <laughs> harder after her. And I, I said, so I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like, well, you must not be very good at your job. Oh, and good. it yeah. just like the oh, whole crowd then brutal. turned on. Yeah. And it's not like they started boot, but it was like, and I, I got off stage and later, uh, Mario, the guy running the club in the back, he was like, were you just having a bad night? Are you okay, man? Are you in a bad mood? Because it was so like, it was so the wrong way to handle that situation. Yeah, but right. I was so mad at her for interrupting that I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And it just totally backfired. Yeah. There's just like, yeah, you know, sometimes when you feed the bears, you just get really hungry bears. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. now they've got, oh, blood in the water. Now they taste it. These now bears can like, swim. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like, uh, you know, uh, it's like, depending on you know, this, like that fork in the road moment where you can yeah. go like, okay, either I can like turn this into an inspiring moment, right. like, and try to r raise the temperature of the room yes. again. So it doesn't feel like yes. a fucking meat locker yeah. in here. Cause <laughs> yes. like, because uh, someone just talked about like holding patients as they die. Right. Uh, or I can <laughs> I can just turn, do the opposite and turn away from the skin and just crash the car. So whatever. Right. Like, um, and I mean, I had, I had, I, I've only been, I say heckled. I, I, I just, I wouldn't even call it heckling because this person, I did a stand up one time and there was a lady at the bar who wasn't even like talking to 
me or addressing me, but was just talking so drunk. Yes. That's the yes. other thing too. Yes. It's always it's just like yeah. it's just like I mean, like th- was the stool was it was like the stool was keeping her upright. Like right. very, very drunk. Was just talking loudly to like no one. And so but was loud enough to like in like be audible and like interrupt the show that was I don't even know like I, I I think I interacted with her maybe twice during the thing and she wasn't even paying attention so that was a mistake like I like <laughs> right. I like turned the audience's <laughs> attention to this person that was talking yeah. that was a mistake I should have just like like done anything else because then the the, the lady who was like again just like s- s- just talk I, I nonsense like that just turn but put the spotlight on them and then yeah. that like it was like no no no, no. wrong 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 instance. yes yeah. bring it back over here um <laughs> yeah just like let that person be like a loud belligerent because they weren't really even paying attention to the show they were like just sitting at the bar not even like facing me like i'm over here they're like facing the bar it just like a bad a, a, a bad move a bad move on my part they to, were like engage the person intending to heckle <laughs> they were that no, drunk. Right. they're just I like think, I I think <laughs> yeah i think that's a lot of them they just have a no con- yeah they have no concept that they're it's it, it's like the equivalent of if you went to a uh a play and you were up on stage talking while the rest of the play was going on i I just think they have no idea of the impact (laughs) they're having on the rest of the the performance because it's like hey people can fucking hear you like this room isn't that big and so yeah it's just it is a thing where it's like yeah you just let the bartender tell her to shut the fuck up or she's gotta she's gotta leave gotta go yeah do you feel like uh everyone can do stand-up or do you feel like everybody should try i guess not everyone can do it but everyone should do it at least once question for the question for the for the four (laughs) uh i would say yes i i I only only insofar as like i think like everyone should have to work like a retail job or like a food service job I think everyone should have to work in customer service at least once. Um, I, I think it it, uh, it behooves you as a person uh, uh, to 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 be on stage and try to be funny um, at least once. To at least because you just need to know what it's like. I think it makes probably would make you a better audience member too uh, if you would go to some shows. Now I'm not saying make a career out of it because uh, right, just do like a do a one off and definitely yeah, making a career out of it, it's the whole thing, right? I mean, yeah, it requires some some time, dedication, and uh, a hatred of money. A deep hatred of money to, to like make a career I, out of it. I could do it if I had enough beta blockers. Like if I had like one or two, like a couple beta blockers, some anti-anxiety meds, I'd be good. It's just the idea that it's like, because I, you know, I was, I did theater in high school. I've always enjoyed the theatrics of it but that's somebody else's work like there's a place you can go in your head where it's just like yeah my performance might suck but these aren't my thoughts and words and that's what's always terrified me about stand-up comedy it's like hey i'm gonna get up here and i'm gonna say things that people think i believe and and uh and i have to be a good i have to be a good writer which has always been my biggest like uh uh-oh moment of like oh i have to be good at writing i i can write pretty well but 
being good at it's a whole different thing. I don't, I don't think so you don't... have to be a good writer. I think you have to know how to tell a joke. I, I think it's kind of, a, I don't know. I, there is like writing, it's it's just different. But sure. yeah, I, 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 think, I think if you have a inclination or, or if it's part of you wants to, yeah, I, I think so because it, it I, I think, yeah, as Rosa said, I think you will probably develop some empathy for other performers <laughs> who are trying to do it. So you kind of realize it's like trying to throw a football and then you sort of realize, oh, like, wow, what Tom Brady does takes like years and years of practice and being this sort of elite level. So I think there's that, but also like you might like it, you might find like a, an outlet for it. And, and it's, I, I think there's something like empowering of like, trying something that you know you're not going to be good at doing it anyway and just sort of being humbled in that way and if you want to keep going or if you want to try again like go for it because like nobody is very good when they start out uh very <laughs> few so yeah i i think it's um I th but that kind of goes for anything it's like if you want if if it's something you think you might be interested in then yeah there's no if it just i think the key is like finding a positive avenue for that energy. And whereas, well, yeah, think, like heckling's like a negative yeah. avenue. Sure. Yes. And I, and I think that's something that's, I mean, not to wax poetic about the before time, before the internet, but like <laughs> we see, and not to get too heavy about any of this, but we see so much success on social media that I feel like people forgot that you have to suck at stuff first. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, just absolutely. Like, oh, everything, you come out of the gate and I made, I was looking at, uh, we were talking before the show, I started building Gundams. Uh, and I keep seeing all these Gundam TikToks where everybody's like, yeah, I, I don't do straight builds. I just do like full painted builds. This is my first build. And it's like, per perfect. And it's like, they could be lying. You don't know what their life is like. You don't know, like everybody sucks at stuff initially. And I think people have, that seems to have been forgotten. I think a lot in a lot of uh, different mediums, stand-up comedy included. Yeah, it's it's same. Sorry, I was really, I was really trying to shoehorn <laughs> Gundams in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I, you know, it's so interesting, uh, and I like. I want I, I, I want to get all your opinions on this because I think it's a, a fascinating phenomenon, and I want to kind of dig dig down on it. Which was what you were just saying, Drew. That like, I feel like because so much um, so much of our lives is spent online, and there's this like, we're, if you are on social media to any to to any degree, mm -hmm. there is a persona there there is like a performance there is like a public facing part of yourself that you're putting out there but i think that like again ties to like a lot of the creative industry and capital i industry of it which is like i think devalues devalues craft and hard work and wants to instead celebrate instant success and discovery and this thing that was like aha like i play like it required no work for me to like get to this like point and like put this together it just like appeared like it just appeared into the ether of like you know this is a great this. segue guys we're launching a most nft <laughs> no, I, I, I completely agree with you Andrew. i think that yeah it's about yeah, just like even even like doing stuff for the sake of and not having anybody look at it is a thing that doesn't exist as much as it used to. Or yeah. just like, oh, I, 
Yeah. If I did something cool, somebody needs to see it and it needs to exist. So somebody else <laughs> needs to look at it in order for it to be good. And it's like, that's not It doesn't good. have value if it's not popular. Right. Yeah. Whereas right. like, yeah, it's like, you know, you, when you think of like outsider art or something and it's like, it, it, somebody would die and they would discover th these like hundreds of paintings or, or whatever in their, in their attic or what, and they've been doing all this stuff just for themselves. And people are like, holy shit, this is like fantastic. Or, or the guy who wrote Confederacy of Dunces or whatever. And, and God, that book is so and, good. Yeah. And he like, he just did that one thing. I think he might've done oh, another, but yeah, it is. Sorry, sorry uh, real ahead. quick. I, I need to say this because we only have six episodes left. Uh, I will die on the hill that Confederacy of Dunces uh, is Baskets. The show Baskets is just a modern day retelling of Confederacy of Dunces. And uh, I will not be Asajj otherwise. I need everybody to agree with me. Uh, thank you. I but did yes. not see Baskets. So I oh, uh, having if not you... read the book nor seen that show, <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, <laughs> no need to die today. Yeah. <laughs> Who will fight me? Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, no one. Uh... We don't. Not only do we not not agree with you, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this is Sparta. Yeah. Hey, that's cool, man. We uh, yeah, we're, just we're trying through. to study. We're just trying to get yeah. to the Persian Empire. We don't like. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to have a little huh? coffee here before we what? Uh, get on our horses. There's, there's a, oh man, there's something, man. You just touched on something so funny. Just like someone so angry and vehement and looking for a fight and no one being interested taking is, it up yeah yeah very funny just like come on you cowards like, we what? all agree with you like, <laughs> like no it's not listen even, it's yeah. worse just we don't even care that's yeah. The, yeah. it's like not that we agree nor disagree we just don't care yeah yeah the yeah exactly it's like just fucking violent fervor being met with indifference it's just like it's just like the coldest bucket of water you could pour on something just like huh uh yeah i guess i guess the, like, the, the, like, the democratic sure. party ladies and gentlemen uh, <laughs> <laughs> boom boom we're getting political in the last hey, like six episodes we can do what we want we can do what we want what are they uh, gonna do cancel us try it oh yeah no i, I i'm i i think it's uh Oh, it, it, we are going to do an NFT though, right? Sorry, I know we were... said it in the comments, most fungible token, MFT. Most, the most fungible token. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's the most fungible token, that means anybody can have it Everybody all the time it. and it's, it's free. Yeah. This show is already an MFT. It, really, it truly is. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, RTX, we, they didn't tell us to promote RTX in we 2022, but, I mean, that's we but that's happening. The show will be canceled by then, so it's not like we'll have a panel or anything. But yeah, y'all should go. RTX or the most? Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> RTX is happening. It's there's no way that it's not. Uh, the most will not be in attendance. But I mean, we, we might will be not there. be in attendance. Us, but we have no panel. Uh, but uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, uh, RTXevent.com is that the uh, is that the website? Cody, can you confirm that for me? rtxevent.com cody if you're alive just pop the graphic <laughs> just uh, pop the graphic up there doesn't matter uh we are oh my gosh we are go. half it's time to go yeah. it's half an hour past which means it's time to start the stupid show um all right here we go we're doing it oh no ad reads 
<laughs> why would why would they? Why would they? Why would they give that to us? I wonder, I wonder uh, if there's like a, 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 a what is it like scarcity model that we could we could attach onto? Like, hey, there's only seven of these left, and they're getting views. So right. Like, yeah. You should hop on. There's only set seven remain. Yeah, we're we're only minting seven more episodes of this, yeah. uh, and then they're done. Okay. The first question: What's the thing you miss the most about where you grew up? What's the thing you miss the most about where you grew up? You might not miss anything. <laughs> you might be like, "Hey, so long, Stinktown." Uh, but I think so, you know, maybe you have, oh, there it is. There we go. Look at there. There's a the little a QR I'm shocked, code. I'm Cody didn't put it all the way over Chris's face. Like that would have <laughs> just, just there <laughs> over Chris. And then it would have just covered Brian as well. Uh, thank you, Cody. Um, very good. What do you miss the most about where you grew up? Yeah. So Chris, what about, I'll where, start with you, Chris, Chris. Where did you grow up? Well, I'll go early. Uh, earlier on, I was in Lubbock, Texas. My younger years. Wait, were you born in Lubbock? Yeah. Where? A hospital? hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Where? Uh, near my mom. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> what? I was really born in Lubbock. Oh, I, I don't know the hospital. I have my birth certificate somewhere. I can dig it up. We'll exchange information. And by that, I mean birth <laughs> sure. certificates and social security yeah. numbers. And, That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was born in Lubbock. And so, I, you know, this is weird. It's kind of like, I remember... I think I missed the, the the excitement of uh, not being able to open a door because the wind was blowing so hard, um, mm. <laughs> or not being able to open like going outside with your eyes closed because there's there's so much dirt in the air that you can't you're just like trying to get to like oh my God. get to your car. And when I was in high school, somebody told me that it rained mud in Lubbock, and I was like, ha so funny. And I went no, home and told my dad, and he was like, no, it does. It yeah. rains mud there. Like It does, because there's so much dirt in the air, and when it rains, it's just... Uh, that and, um, I don't know, hiding in bathtubs from tornadoes. like Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> like, you know, just like the whole family gathered around in the tub, just chilling, like... Just... <laughs> or, yeah. Hope we don't die. Yeah, you know, so it's like those good times. It's like I, you don't get that excitement everywhere. Uh, it so. is Lubbock. L Lubbock's Panhandle, right? That's up there in it's the like West. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's south, just like south flat. Panhandle. It's just yeah. like tumbleweeds and dirt, and uh, that's it. And just getting uh, this, this, the the wind the, the the wind from the west, just like north and west, just piercing you to the it, bone it also yeah. it also has its own strain of chlamydia like that is a no and, that's, and, I, and that's attributed to me to be right. clear it's um, called it's called the raider yeah. it's called the raider rash and it's its own specific strain that that permeates the panhandle region of texas True story. Yeah. rains mud weird chlamydia ah that's on the sign when you enter the town yeah, welcome yeah. to lubbock that's what uh, killed buddy holly Actually, it was not the plane. He died on the way down from yeah. the <laughs> from the, from the chlamydia. mutated chlamydia. Or from, was it the mud rain that took the plane? Yeah, yeah. from the Delta variant of chlamydia. <laughs> Peggy Sue. That's no. that's where he got it. That's where he got that chlamydia. <laughs> right. No, no. Peggy Sue was Pretty the euphemism for the chlamydia. Oh, <laughs> there, there it is. There it that's, is. That is. Yep. 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 Oh, pretty, 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 pretty Peggy Sue. Oh, uh, man. Gosh, 
simpler times just like uh what's your song it says peggy sue 700 times and then <laughs> and then it ends um uh man good stuff uh, r.i.p richie valens and the big bopper that is such a challenge being again going back to like we were talking about earlier about the internet etc where it's just like we are held to such a higher standard of creation than every single person before us in a way that has never been like <laughs> like if you go back and watch an 80s movie it's like there's continuity errors out the ass because it's like nobody's gonna rewatch this movie and there's no way to like get it that's not on vhs and seen like super grainy but now it's like oh i'm gonna go rewatch game of thrones season eight episode seven 90 times and point out the coffee cup every time like it is such a higher bar that we're now held to i'm always frustrated by like creating things because it's like oh I could just make pay 50 years ago. I would just make Peggy Sue and be on the charts, but now I got to have a <laughs> right, Instagram handle and the best idea I've ever had in my whole fucking life. Hey, one of those gladiators is wearing a wristwatch. Who gives a shit? We're at, we're right. wrapped for the day. Right. Yeah, exactly. I have cocaine now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, it's so funny. I feel like I think both of these things are true at the same time, which is that being held to much higher like creative standards, but then also such low creative like sure, like I well I, I don't know. Got, well, that's what we did for like the Voodoo Ranger when we did that road trip up to the brewery. I was like, there's no way that a crew this small is able to keep themselves out of the shot. Like, so I'm just gonna put the crew in the show, and like yeah. that's how we'll work around. We'll just make it. The crew is now a part of the show. Everybody look like I'll shoot into reflections. We'll see them the whole time. And that sloppiness will then be part of the aesthetic. Like, yeah. yes, it's, it's both. But, and I would also say too, now, listen, I'm, I'm a fan of popular, of popular music, uh, as uh, just turn into Andy Rooney for a second. I'm a fan of popular <laughs> music, but like, if, if you turn on the radio, which is, I, I don't recommend, but like hearing like top, like top 40 music now, I'm like, this sounds like the tutorial build a track to me. Like this sounds sure. like when you open up garage band, it's like, this was the thing that like taught you how to make the song. It was just like, okay, now you put the drums in here and here's like the little like synth line. It's like this song. And made, that's your hit song. And, there, and, then, and then that's the hit. So it's just like both very high and somehow also like very low yeah. standards. Here's, here's my radio question. How did all alternative stations get stuck in 2003 at the same time? Like if you turn on like any K-Rock 101X, <laughs> you're gonna hear the Smashing Pumpkins, you're gonna hear Stained, you're gonna hear Nickelback. And, and like, but when, there's when, no it, new rock and roll music anymore. That's like yeah. it died, like it's gone. It's, I mean, there's some, but it's like, it's like the way metal was in the kind of late nineties. It just kind of died out and it's just not, I, I don't, young people, I just don't, that's not, it's not the dominant youth culture music. And hip hop sure. has been that for, since at least the nineties, the I think. Yeah. Well, like, and also everything is getting, I think, creatively fun, like pop music, like top 40 pop music and country music same thing like there's no difference like yes. you turn on country, yeah. oh, country yeah, yeah, top 40 yeah, country yeah. radio and top 40 pop music radio no difference and like they could play it's it's pop music maybe with a mandolin <laughs> yeah and right. just like sung with the, it's really it's like pop music sung with a drawl that's it yeah that's all, yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. only difference yeah uh and so it's just like like 
again, sort of getting funneled into these things. But yeah, I, I, I'm just like trying to. It's pop music with like 20% more resentment. In the, in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With, with a, with a, with a, just a splash of victimhood somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like, being sure being taken away. these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, there's, <laughs> yes, everyone's coming for your truck. Yeah. And you're, uh, <laughs> when you're, when you're roll, rolling coal. Uh, Which I think yeah. is, I, it's probably a good way to think. And I understand that mindset because you need that because the reality is nobody gives a shit. Like sure. no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no one no thinks one about it. No one fucking cares. You are absolutely forgotten. Yeah. Yep. And that is absolutely. much bleaker. <laughs> Yeah, that's a much colder mirror yeah. to look in. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, uh, I, I, the, like listening to those like uh, the top forty stations and like hearing how like things have kind of been like again like funneled down has also like I don't know like reshaped the I think like re like hard, re hardwired my mind just again like thinking about how how you make stuff like i think it make you know, going back to earlier before we actually started the show uh and we should probably ask you uh the the first question brian here in a second <laughs> but like like what do you make stuff for what do you like who do you create stuff for do you like do it because you want to get better at your craft because you like that part of it do you make things for other people do you make things because like something's driving you I'm, deep down inside that's just like i don't know how to do anything my mine is like i don't know how to do anything I else can't. like it's just like i've got to do something i try uh, like i i, <laughs> I like we had george on the show last week I, I tour managed his band i did a world tour with him and like halfway through the tour i was like i need to go to the movies right now i need to go like i need to sit in a movie theater i need to make movies like i was realized like oh i this is it this is all i got like i and now i'm old enough to where it's like I can't pivot. There's no pivot left. I, well, there's nothing else I want to do. Why would I try anything else? Like, oops. Like, and and yeah. it's also it's it's I, I ha it's also this like compulsion. Like I must. And it's sometimes I'm very disappointed. Where it's like I could have been a brain surgeon. I could have gone to rocket school and made rockets. Nope. I make media, and that's a fine thing to do. But it's also like ah, it's a it's a challenge. Like it's a challenge to be like that's what I'm good at. It's like I'm too old and out of shape to sell my body. And when the end times come, I'll probably be some sort of like traded like cigarettes and be some sort of <laughs> radiation canary. Yeah. Like, uh, send, yeah, send, when, the, when, when, send the filmmaker down in the mines. He knows what to do when he's down <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Make a little movie, movie man. Like, yeah. <laughs> just in a cage. Like, just, guys, if I pass out, there's gas in here. Yeah, just so yeah. you know. I've got my iPhone out. It's like, this is great content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know. I, I feel like like you like you a little bit rosas like i've never had any interest in anything else uh aside from like i like current events and and like i love the news and like journalism so like when i was in college like that was the closest thing i could think of like to a real job and and then after a, a while doing that i thought eh, i just kind of like I, I like consuming this and complaining about it more than more than actually making it. And so, yeah, I, so, and I don't even think I'm good at like, uh, like, like stand up, for example, or I don't make a living stand up, but just sort of like trying to write funny things or, or like for me, stand up, it is 100% self-indulgent. That's all sure. it is. It's not to try and 
uh, it's nice to make people happy and it's a nice like thing to do. But for me, it is 100% about just like your own ego. And like, I, I enjoy doing it. It's fun. It's fun when it works. And it makes it is just like a nice feeling to like go up there and do something you wrote and like get the response that you want. It's just total ego. And I don't think that's bad because you're like doing it in a like a, you know, like a constructive way. But yeah, and, and the, sort of the gratification of like making something and like recording something and here it is. And and like, so this is this is what I did. And here it is, if you like. So that's, I mean, that's it for me, just to be very unsentimental. About Chris, Chris, why do you make I, I'm things? trying to find a quote. I'm trying to find a quote that. Why are you looking around the room? Are you you're looking? I have it on my phone. I have it on my phone. I believe it's called uh, "Live, please, Laugh, it. Love." Just, it's, but, it's tattooed oh, on your ass, and you can't remember which cheek it is. No, I mean, it, it, it was just one of those quotes that I was like, "Oh yeah, that perfectly sums up making movies." Because I've done it since I was like ten. I don't know. I mean, I just compelled to do it as well um so we'll c continue continue your question i'm gonna find this quote sure sure oh yeah brian, uh, well, you, we, brian needs to answer the first question right yeah which is what do you miss the most about from uh, where you grew up i deviated oh, um so i i grew up uh in two like i was born in kind of northern louisiana uh a city called monroe and then when i was nine we moved to texas so uh the spent kind of half my childhood in louisiana and then we moved to north texas uh wichita falls texas like right on the oklahoma border um both both not like small towns but certainly viewed themselves as kind of rural Certainly, uh, uh, with all the lack of sophistication and all the racism and, and tribalism of a small town. Sure. So I don't like, I don't really like when I look back, I, no part of me has ever like missed like, God, I really miss, you know, the, anything about the city. Like I miss like some people or whatever. What I really missed uh, when, when I thought about this was uh, when I was in school for most of my like elementary school career, my dad was the principal of the school. So it was, I miss the rules not quite applying to me. Like I miss <laughs> having a, a little bit of status as like, and, and there were two times I can think of, um, the uh, one time was uh, like, we would have lunch and, and occasionally it didn't probably happen like a handful of times. My dad would come during lunchtime, just a few times and just come pull me out and we'd go eat Chinese food or something oh. while all the other kids were oh. eating in the cafeteria I, it was like it was the closest still to this day i've ever to being like a celebrity or just like of course oh sure. no you get to go here you get to go have like a nice lunch so i've never forgotten that and then the other time is um they there was like one kid we were out on the playground i think and there was this one you know the one kid who's like three times as large as oh, the yeah. other kid, I don't know if he was held back or what. He went to punch another kid, and, and the other kid was like right by me, and the other kid moved out of the way and he hit me. And um, <laughs> but because everybody knew who I was and who my dad was, the big kid started crying <laughs> because he was worried <laughs> that he was going to get in trouble, or, and it felt so good like it felt oh. so, it was worth getting punched because so i was basically so I, I feel like i grew up like as a kid just sort of feeling like the rules quite didn't quite apply to me and that there weren't i didn't i wasn't 
super accountable. Like I didn't want to make my dad That's... look bad and piss him off. But basically I was like AJ Soprano growing right. up. Just kind, of <laughs> yeah. a, just kind of a shitty little kid. This explains this explains you uh being mouthy in middle school, I feel. Like this is yeah. a direct like the, the, the <laughs> even the teachers couldn't on. punish you because right. you're the principal's kid. Yeah, 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 that... yeah. There was there was well, teachers would like threaten me and stuff and <clears throat> and there were there was like people got licks, but I remember one time a teacher was like I'm going to take you down to your dad's and if he doesn't spank you, I will. And I was like, holy shit. Like I've, I've really gone too far this time. It didn't happen. I asked my dad later, like, why didn't I get spanked? He was like, I would have fired her if she had like spanked her. I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah. yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> this rules. Childhood rules. Yeah. Once the absolutely once you've had just a little bit of the velvet rope treatment. Yes. Once, if you if you get a taste of any kind of preferential yes. velvet rope treatment, VIP access, something like that, it will change. Like, just like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Like, ever since I went, I got uh, uh, backstage passes uh, to a uh, music festival in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I never and wanted to sit in the crowd. Why? Ever Why? Again. It's the worst. It's the worst. What? It's I, like I, a labor. It's like a forced labor camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Batan death march to yeah. the front of a I, stage to see I a had band. This, I had this conversation with someone. They were like, "Oh, I can't go to a music festival without getting VIP now." And I'm like, "I can't do that because once I do it, I won't be oh, able to go back. Okay. I have to." Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Um. Did you find your quote? I, I found my quote. Okay. Oh yes. Is a uh, Miyazaki. It's uh, filmmaking only brings suffering. I can't believe I actually want to do another one. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you must. <clears throat> okay. Oh, man. Andrew, what, That's do we very have time good. for the second question? No, Cody, I got 10 minutes. What are you talking 10 about? 10 minutes. We'll, we'll blast through these. Um, oh, okay, real quick, we're, uh, I'll answer the question about my favorite thing, the thing I miss about, most about where I grew up. Um, I grew up, my, my folks uh, lived out in the country, but also close enough to still be like within like driving distance of the city. And I miss that proximity. So like I grew up right outside of San Antonio, like out on like five acres out in the country. And I miss being like having that like natural, like being out in the middle of nowhere, that separation, that like, uh being out in nature just like that distance from civilization but then also being like a 15 minute car ride yeah. to like a spurs game you know best what i mean like, worlds. Best the, phrase, worlds. the phrase yeah. i'm going into town do you want to go uh, like applying specifically like that is such a great like uh great nostalgia phrase for me i'm going into town you need anything it's like going into town i'll go into town yeah exactly and, and, and that made going into town a treat on right. in some in, in most Which, instances yeah i feel like you and i are Rap. in the same boat where it's like oh if going into town is a treat then living in town must be a delight and now that's why i live here <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> so i miss uh, i think that's what i miss the most is just also san antonio like and austin really gets up its own ass being a food city sure. it really is i'm sure he said san antonio it is a good like, city yeah, there he is. Uh, Andrew, 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 Internet, I'm back. 
Uh, no, yeah, I was what I was saying is that like San or Austin like kind of gets up its own ass about being like a, a foodie city, but mm-hmm. San Antonio just crushes it on on so many fronts. Like, oh Ita- yeah, I'm like, sure. Yeah. I would a say million Austin, times Austin's... better Italian, a million times mm-hmm. better Mexican food, a million times better Tex-Mex food. Like, it's not even close. Austin's a better so. foodie city for like weird, interesting dishes. San Antonio right. has like a historical like it's a food city. Like you go there and like it's it's 200 year old soups like it's, it's in the like, fucking <laughs> ground there yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. baked in yeah, yeah. this is a good city if you want to pay like 50 dollars for brisket right. like that, <laughs> if that if that's what you're into this is the like, city for but like you. san antonio has some guy that had like comparable brisket that's sold out of like the back of his truck that'll totally. just come by and hand yeah. you like a like and he's been making it for 50 years. Right. Like, that he just learned how to make when he was like 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. San Antonio yeah, well, is a been... food city. Austin is a foodie city. I would say that. That's yeah, that's a, good, yeah. that's a good it's point. It's like, a, 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 yeah, you get handed a like a wax, a like clear piece of wax paper from all the grease, like handed to you by a man who is like 40% mesquite at this point. Like he himself, <laughs> he himself is smoked at the at, yeah. at this point from yeah. standing next to a pit for 40 years um okay sorry the next second, question second question quick second question quick uh oh what movie or tv show scared you the most what tv show or movie scared you the most now this is the, we got two kind of nostalgic like or maybe it was recently maybe a show or tv uh really chilled you to the bone recently but uh probably goes back uh chris what, what about you what what scared you the most a movie or tv show scared you the most i think the first time i remember being terrified of something like pure terror mm-hmm. i think i was like four and i was watching the witches the mm-hmm. 1990 uh yeah. um angelica houston angela angelica houston and it was like oh this is like a you know pg movie where kids become mice and like roam around a hotel roll doll don't fuck around whenever that the witches start pulling their skin off to eat kids i'm like being a four-year-old i'm terrified and then i remember going to my mom and then like hiding and like hiding she had like a and just hiding in her uh uh, what dress or something and like Mm -hmm. covering my eyes and just not leaving and i just followed her around for like the afternoon not (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) and then i remember like years later when i was not like four watching it and like facing my fear how'd that go the witches it did i I mean it went yeah i made it and it, and it. it and it becomes less scary later on more more mice room room it what i uh, hoped uh but yeah i I think it's a fun movie and i i just remember being like i'm facing my fear i'm i'm watching this i'm returning to this vhs (laughs) i'm doing it yeah i'm doing it yeah it's exactly muster your courage as an adult and go back to the thing that uh terrified you as a youth uh brian what about you um, so there, there, I kind of have two answers and I'll do Ooh. one real quick, but the, the first one, I was a big fan of like professional wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, as a kid and pro wrestlers, uh, when I was a kid looked very, very different, like, especially the bad guys, uh, because like, we're talking like sort of late seventies, early eighties, but that look of like the bad guys who were like, not jacked at all, but like looked tough 
just looked me like guys who like looked like your dad's friend who like worked in construction <laughs> or something. So they sure. had like big guts, but like could like bend things in half. And I remember like there was this guy like Stan Hansen who was just like this Texas guy sort of a fat guy but he like chewed tobacco in the ring and it was like dribbling down his face and he had like a rope and a bell he would bring and he would just clothesline the shit out of guy he looked like the scariest just because he looked real like <laughs> right. he was not, yeah like, yeah because yeah, you yeah. knew he, if you messed with him like after the match like he would fuck your shit yeah like there, there's no he wasn't cut at all but he didn't need to be he was just like this no. burly like it, it was like your your teacher like uh, i don't know if y'all had this but like your science teacher or whatever who was like a veteran and he had like the first tattoo you ever saw on his forearm right. and he was yeah, like yeah. In man strength yes yeah that that's exactly what so that was like those guys were scared movie wise what terrified me as a kid was a, the first star wars um because uh -huh the tension in that and it's like you forget now but they do such a and specifically um the bar scene in moss Eisley when they're trying to get out because uh luke's house has just been burned down by the empire which even as a kid i knew was a commentary on our involvement in vietnam like i got it i totally got it but like they go to this bar so they're trying to get the fuck out and their only hope is Han Solo, who had, who had just blown this alien away, who he owed money to. So he just shot him and killed him. And I'm thinking like, this guy's just as bad as who they're trying to run away from. Like, they are fucked. Like, I thought he was gonna like, <laughs> take their money, throw them out of the spaceship. Like, it just seemed like it was really tense. Yeah, and he just, because <laughs> people forget like, they, they presented Hanzo as this, like, he's, like, dangerous. And you don't, they're, well, like, they're they good guys and bad guys. But he's, like, in this, uh, he's neutral, just sort of in right, it for himself. Ground. Yeah. and They don't forget it's been rewritten. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that about the first movie. And also, just, like, the things they thought that were appropriate for children back then. Also, right before that, Ben Kenobi just slices a guy's arm off at the bar yeah, right. for talking a in little the bar. bit. Right. There's blood. He and and this is like, hey, this is a get the action figure, kids. He's got a yeah. butt face. Man has a detachable arm. You can cut yeah. off. Like, I have the death sentence on twelve systems. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, well, fuck you, bitch. Be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It, it was such a cool like. I I just remember thinking like they're in a really bad situation here. Like this is, and then the payoff <laughs> at the end when Hansel comes back and saves Luke, to me, that is one of the best payoffs of all time in any movie ever. Uh, that is a fantastic answer because I think you, something we uh, disregard as kids is the fact that like one of the scariest things can just be the tension of good storytelling yeah, that right. like you just yeah. get used to well, as the, an adult because you've still, seen so was, much good. I tweeted this the other day. There's still episodes of Doug I think about and like be like, oh, I, this is uh, too too, <laughs> yeah. too anxiety inducing for me. Yeah. Uh, we should get to that uh, rapid fire though. Okay, here um, I go. Ready? Um, Chris, you good to go first? I'm going. Okay, I have oh, a what problem. It, what it, here's what you win. Oh yeah, what did they win? <laughs> a COVID test. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We all need them now. Precious commodity. Get prepped for RTX, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready, all right. Chris? These are yeah. all new. These are all new uh, rapid fire questions. They've only been asked once before. Okay. Um, 
How many pages can you read before falling asleep? 12. Do you recycle your plastic bags? Yes. If Have I can, ever... well, depending on which ones I can. Okay, great. Have you ever been to a nursing home and had to entertain the old folks? No. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? Yes. How far could you get in a canoe in a day? Far enough. Explain something that is peak millennial cringe. Uh, appreciation for uh, rock. Mountains or beach? <laughs> Stations. Huh? Mountains or beach? Beach. What's the shortest you would want to be? Uh, five. My height. What's something about your job you still don't understand? Uh, oh, oh, um, what is that thing called? Airtable. The, air, the answer is Airtable. How many, how much money <laughs> would you pay to go to space? Mm, 2,000. How loud can you scream? Loud enough to where I shouldn't do it. Would you say you are chronically online? Unfortunately. Have you ever been to Italy? No. Time. Woo! How do you do, Andrew? Uh, I got 13 on the board. 13. Uh, yeah, it, it, the answer is absolutely Airtable. A thing, a thing so Byzantine that it, I wrote, I wrote that question with the answer being Airtable in my head. Did like, you really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. It's like okay, a, pe a, a piece of business enterprise software that we all have to use that no one knows how to. Um, right. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you ready? I'm ready. Is French kissing gross? Yes. If you could go back in time and give Alex Trebek a little kiss, would you? Uh, no, no. If a bowl of noodles was just one noodle, how many feet of noodles could you suck before having to take a breath? Uh, two feet. How much of a two liter of Dr. Thunder do you think you could eat, drink in one sitting? Um, all of it. How long have you known me? Uh, uh, since we started doing the show. Have you ever been busted farting? Yes, all the time. Yes. If you won a gold medal in something, what would it be? Um, uh, oh gosh. Um, uh, being annoying. Uh, what's your go-to doodle? Um, my name. What is a symptom that you looked up on the internet? Coughing for a COVID. Can you ride a bicycle? Yes. Are you spiritual? No. Are you handy? Uh, kind of. Do you think you could beat an orangutan in arm wrestling? No, absolutely not. Would you skydive? No. How many Olive Garden breadsticks do you think you could eat? Two. Do you like it? Oh, it's time. Also 13. Oh! oh 13 breadsticks? 13. <laughs> 13 questions. That's about uh, how many I can eat because I've tried. Because you've tried, right. Because <laughs> you've done it. Uh, well, then, just good thing. There's two tests. Very good. Each of you gets one test as he freezes as we say goodbye. Cody, play us out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Thank you so much. we got to get out of here. We'll, we'll see you from seven more episodes. Oh. Oh.